Welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, Michael Sherlock. We all have potential, but sometimes we need inspiration to get us to our peak performance. Whether you are starting out in your career, ready to move up the corporate ladder, or taking the leap into entrepreneurship, Michael's guests provide powerful tools and resources to shock your potential. Shock Your Potential is a global professional development training company committed to your unique journey. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. My guest today is Allison Tedford. She's an author and a business consultant. She works with entrepreneurs, brands, and organizations who want to say the right things and do the right things and promote what they do and have in socially conscious ways while also building trust with their community. But she's really talking about something even more than a company wanting to do that. She's talking about why it's important to not just look at diversity, but inclusion from the inside out. She's an indigenous woman with a disability, and she is a consultant with 18 years of professional experience where she educates people from the front lines all the way to the C-suite about things that are so critical, like social justice issues, and she helps them specifically with intercultural communication, messaging and positioning, relationship building, managing difficult conversations, and you know I talk about that a lot, strategic planning for inclusion, impact storytelling, culturally sensitive policy analysis, and building inclusive communities off and online. So joining me today is Allison. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks so much for having me. It was so great to be invited. I love it. I love what you do um, because it's it's not just a hot topic now. I think that people think, oh, now we're all going to talk about you know inclusion and diversity. But this is a really critically important topic for all of us to consider, not just because it might be heightened in our you know media and our verbiage right now, but because it's really critical to to us as as an entire world. So, what got you really started in this? Tell us a little bit about you. Um, I started my career working for the Canadian federal government, and I worked on Indigenous issues within, um, firstly with uh, residential school claims, and then moving into the prison system and helping support culturally responsive policy, um, culturally appropriate programming, um, and getting people on side and translating you know, bureaucracy to cultural and and cultural work to bureaucracy and trying to get everybody together to make some changes happen Um, and doing it from the lens of of what makes sense from like a business perspective and how to how to fit those pieces together so that everybody is getting what they need. And uh, when I moved into the private sector to better take care of my health and um, to be able to focus on my family. Um, I've moved that big government experience into um, the private sector to help small businesses be able to leverage that experience without having to have a full-time diversity person on staff. Oh, and that's brilliant. And I like the fact that you're talking about it as leveraging because I think that you know, as we're talking more clearly and concisely as human beings about diversity and inclusion, that I think that sometimes we may miss how important those things are, not just to be able to say we have them, but because we do better as businesses, as society, when we leverage the differences that we have. For sure, yes. Businesses who are more diverse make more money. They 
um, be, they're able to create better solutions when they have different perspectives at the table. Um, it's definitely beneficial to have a broader range of people who work with you. And it also means that you're able to consider broader ranges of customers and what they need because you have insights into what their experiences are like. That's a great way to look at it too. You know, that we, we not, don't just want to have diversity in our businesses, but we want to be able to reach diverse groups as well and be able to acknowledge those differences and be able to be sensitive to them so that we provide a better product or service or overall experience. For sure. Yeah. It's about cultivating empathy and creating experiences where people feel welcomed, valued, and hence has sense of belonging and significance within your business and your, the community that you create. Um, so it's definitely more than just like a feel good thing. It's, it's about creating an authentic connection with your audience and helping them feel um, and know that they matter to you. I love that. You know, we often talk about people do business with people that they know, like, and trust. Well, to build that trust, you it takes a lot of different efforts and trust for one person or one group may look very different from trust um, for another group. For sure. And I mean, um, a lot of people tend to shy away from having those conversations. They feel like, oh, that's you know, we don't want to get political, but it's like, there's nothing political about letting somebody know you care about what happens to them. Right. That's ultimately the message. It's like, I care about what you're going through and I care what happens to you. And that shouldn't be controversial to care that your clients are, you know, healthy, well, um, able to enjoy life and have the things that are important to them. Yeah. I totally get that. And you're right. It seems like so much today is politicized. And, you know, sometimes when I say that, I think, you know, it probably always has been, but I've never felt it as much as we do, especially in the U.S. the last several years is so many things have come down to feel like they're sitting on political lines. And at the end of the day, we're still just humans dealing with humans. So if we can go to the human factor first, I think we could get past a lot of that. Yeah, for sure. I think I mean, definitely politics will influence things and the decisions that are made impact different people in different ways. And when we're able to be apolitical, it means that whatever gets decided, we're okay. And not everyone is in that position. So that's where the empathy piece comes in. It's just understanding that people are all having different experiences and things are impacting them on different levels. And, you know, it's kind of like in the same storm, but not necessarily in the same boat. Mm-hmm. And just recognizing that other folks may have different challenges that you might be in a position to support with what the work that you do, or you might as, you know, a fellow human, just be open to just listening to and holding space for. I like that. We might be in the same storm, but we might not always be in the same boat. That's a great way to look at it. Well, Alison, when people come to you and they want to start working with you, what are some of the dialogues that you first have? How do you get them to start to look at diversity and inclusion from a different perspective? Well, often people come to me because they want to make a statement about something that's happened. And so we look at, okay, so you want to make it clear that you care about what's happening. You want people to know that you're an inclusive business and that you welcome all sorts of people. Um, And I can give you the words to do that and we can workshop something. But if when they arrive, that isn't the brand experience, you're going to be spending money on me helping you refine words 
and attracting people, but then they're not going to stay because their experience isn't consistent with the language that we're using. Mm -hmm. So then we have to look at how do we make the experience match what's on our hearts and what we want to say. So what are the things that are happening in the business? What are the ways that we talk about how we do what we do? Because we can make a, a grand statement about welcoming folks, but if the way that we talk about what we do isn't inclusive, then it sends a different message. So it's really about creating checks and balances so that your message is cohesive, that your words of welcome are backed up by other language that welcomes people in, in every way that you um, communicate. It's so true. You can spend all the money in the world, come up with the best taglines, but if it doesn't match what people actually use or how they act, then it's, to your point, it's not authentic, but it's also just a waste. And I even think about when I, I know it's a little bit of a different scenario, but when I walk into a store, you know, maybe a clothing store and the, the person behind the counter is on their phone and they barely glance up and they say, you know, welcome to, and put in whatever, you know, store name you want to put in there. So glad you came in today. And I'm thinking, you know, like, you're not glad I came in. I'm getting in the way of you, you know, scrolling through Instagram. If we're <laughs> going to have a great experience, then perhaps you should actually look up from that screen and look me in the eye. And that's just on one element of welcoming. I mean, really trying to take this to the next level with what you do in terms of truly being diverse and inclusive. You got a lot that that's a, that's probably not an easy job to have. Well, it definitely um, is rewarding and it's great to look at where people are at and where they can go. I mean, lots of people get tripped up by like, well, I don't have the same budget as like Amazon or Google to implement some big initiative, but we can start from where we are and start small and make incremental improvements Mm -hmm. And look at what we can do with the budget and just apply that same growth mindset that you do to the rest of your business, mm -hmm. to the way that you welcome people and, and find ways to get where you want to go um, as quickly as you can. But just, I mean, the other piece that I get is that when folks start getting awakened to things, um, they, they feel like they're obligated to run into every fire and make mm -hmm. a statement on every issue. And they tend to like, if unchecked, like they feel burnt out at that point because they're like, you know, it's a compassion fatigue and it's oh, like wow. distracted and they still have to run a business and they still have to talk about the thing they're actually selling. Yeah. Right. So I try to encourage folks that like, it's okay to focus on an area that you're passionate about. Like nobody goes like, Hey, David Suzuki, what have you done for diabetes research lately? Like people <laughs> know he's an environmentalist. So it's okay to have an area of focus that matters to you and that you talk about. And for your advocacy piece, if you're going to have an advocacy piece, but just, just because you care about things doesn't mean you have to care about all the things, all the time, all the minutes, and you still have to leave room for yourself and you still have to leave room to serve your clients. Right. Right. Otherwise you'll be going a mile wide and an inch deep on everything and not making any traction. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, the reality is, is that we need to welcome people that we're ready to serve, right? Like if our space isn't ready, if we don't have the competency to actually be able to serve folks with different experiences, then it can actually be more harmful than closing the door to somebody. So we really need to be clear that 
we're welcoming the folks that we can help and we're welcoming people into a space that's ready for them and we've been intentional about assessing like what do we need to make what we do work for people who are maybe different than the usual clients that we're used to serving because when we throw open those doors we need to be able to receive folks and assess like can i help you do i have what you need and maybe maybe there's a need for somebody with more specialized services uh, and that's okay too we don't have to be everything for everybody right um but we want to be intentional about having respect and care and concern for for all people yeah i agree and you know just thinking uh, allison about my uh listeners many of them own small businesses many of them are, are entrepreneurs um but if you know if they're listening today and or you know and many work for other companies as well but they're listening today you know and thinking this is really intriguing we really haven't gone far enough out of this what what would make them, um, what kind of questions should they be asking themselves if they really should reach out to somebody like you? Um, I mean, I would look at like, are your clients all kind of similar? Um, do you have a range of folks that you serve? Do you feel like if somebody calls you and asks you if you're able to do things differently in order to accommodate them and provide services, like, would you be ready for that? Um, have you had conversations with people who've indicated that like they would love to do business with you, but there are some things that are getting in the way, or are you just not getting those inquiries? And it might be worth digging into why, like if there's something that could be done differently in order to, um, to welcome more folks um, and really kind of looking around and seeing what's the diversity within your community, within your potential client base. And, you know, do you see that reflected in the folks that that you're interacting with. Very good. Well, very good. Well, Allison, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to hear from our sponsor. And when we come back, we're going to learn a little bit more about your entrepreneurial journey. And we will be right back. Have you ever considered hiring a virtual assistant, but didn't know where to start? Let Kukua Biz help. Kukua Biz matches talented professionals from Kenya with small businesses around the globe. Affordable weekly rates allow you to have a dedicated full-time staff member to help you with anything from administrative tasks, social media management, public relations, and more. Go to kukuabiz.com today for more information or email info at kukuabiz.com. Kukuabiz, that's K-U-K-U-A-B-I-Z dot com. And we are back with Allison Tedford. Um, and I, I do think it's so absolutely important that we ask ourselves more questions like you were posing right before the break. And that is, you know, really diving in. Are we serving everybody that we want to, that we can, that we should be? Um, are we listening for the signs of when, you know, there are people that want to work with us, but maybe we haven't been um, as opening or welcoming in terms of our business opportunity for them? And I think they're all, they're fantastic questions and they all kind of pile up on the backs of entrepreneurs who are like, oh gosh, and then there's one more thing I have to do. But these are really important things. They can make a huge difference for a business and really move them past in, perhaps even into new markets, I would think. Yes, for sure. And I mean, I think part of it too is the way that we look at it so often um, because it's, you know, a shift in different ways of doing things like, well, I have to do this and I have to that way you get to do this and you get to welcome new people and 
um, looking at it as like an opportunity to serve instead of like a hostage negotiation, right? Yeah. Like, well, how much more do I have to give? Like that's, it can feel like a lot and that's valid, but we also can gain so much in doing so. And every area of our business changes, right? Like standards change, technology changes. So why should the way we relate to people be the only area where we expect it's never going to change? Oh, so true. I mean, I was, as you were talking earlier, I was thinking about um, just one small change that we started making. We haven't perfected it yet, but we're working on it. Um, And that was, you know, we do a lot of YouTube videos. And so we've been playing around by adding the closed captioning in essence, you know, and it hasn't been coming out the way I'd like it. I'm a little bit more of a perfectionist because it's not, you know, punctuated right. And, you know, the way it's going, but I did have um, someone reach out to me and say, I'm really thankful because I like watching your videos, but I am hearing impaired and I can hear it, but that helps so much to be able to see the visual and and be able to concentrate on the message, not try to make sure I'm missing some of the words. And it was, it was one of those moments where I was like, wow, I should have been doing this before. I didn't even think about it, but as we get better at doing it, I'm very committed to making that be more of, you know, a part of what we're doing because for crying out loud, I spent 10 plus years in the hearing industry and I'm like, geez, now that I'm doing this on my own, I can't believe I'm missing that one. (laughs) So there's lots of ways that we can uh, become more diverse and serve more people. So Allison, when you think about your own entrepreneurial journey, what, what have you learned along the way? You know, what are some of the secrets to your success as an entrepreneur or some of the things that you've really learned that have been, um, you know, that you take with you as you move forward in your business? Um, I try to keep things as simple as possible. Um, I try to create systems so that I'm doing things consistently in the same way. And, I, I try to make sure that I'm taking time to take care of myself as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are you know, generally the three areas that I focus on and really kind of focusing on the things that, that do light me up and that do um, make me feel passionate about what I'm doing, you know, because I feel like if you're going to spend the time and the energy and take the risks Like it should be for something that means something to you, right? Like Mm -hmm. I love being able to get out of bed in the morning and know that, you know, I'm supporting, you know, indigenous people across Canada, or I'm supporting black women in leadership or, you know, all of those things make it really worth taking that time. You know, it's worth the time, you know, focused away from my family. It's worth the energy that can be, you know, in short supply as a woman with a disability. So really making sure that what I do matters to me. And, and it, it's something that I feel like is consistent with um, what I want to see in the world. Yeah. And I agree. I was just in a uh, seminar uh, day before yesterday. The topic was, uh, I think it was called, what she say, pleasure as the counterpoint to burnout or something. And she started out the, the workshop saying, you know, every one of us in here is an entrepreneur, a small business owner. And you probably did that because you wanted to achieve, you wanted to design your own life. You wanted to have, you know, be in control. But if you have ever, or if you are experiencing burnout, then there's something that's amiss and it will take that joy away. So you've got to find the ways to incorporate the joy so you don't just make it all work. Otherwise it's, you know, it's back to whatever reason you started your own business, you know, whatever prompted you to do that. And it was really great. I've, I found very similar to you, 
I've made much more time for me, my physical fitness, you know, how I eat, how I, how I sleep, how I enjoy in my life. But, um, it's a great reminder that to, to have balance and to be successful, you better find that time to be happy and enjoy it as well. For sure. Yeah. It's, it's kind of the fuel that you need when it's hard and, um, it just makes it all worth it. I mean, I'm, I'm fortunate to be in a position like five years later where I can make those choices. And I know when I first started, like I wrote about European gutter systems, which I have zero passion for. Like I, if, if gutter systems light you up, bless you, but it, it didn't necessarily do that for me. Um, and it was kind of, that was part of the road getting started was that I took a lot of time to experiment and find what I liked and find the best environments. I, and what are the kind of the common traits of businesses that I work well with um, and finding what's a good fit for me and what's a good fit for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that has been um, really crucial and being realistic about what's achievable because otherwise you just run yourself into the ground. There's so much abundance of opportunity and we really have to be judicious about what we decide to invest in because I was just going to say though you know if you would have told me North America gutter systems I would have said no way but European gutter systems I'm totally in (laughs) 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 gotta find the laughter in there somewhere I love it Allison I know we're gonna have all your contact information on the show notes but just in case somebody wants to look you up right now because they want to know about possibly working with you what's the best way for them to find you my website is alisontedford.com and you can find me on Facebook or Instagram with that at Allison Tedford. Very good. And before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? Um, I would just say that if you're looking to make your business more inclusive, but you're feeling like you're maybe, um, you know, you're just one person, you can't make a difference or you're not, maybe not qualified There's a really great Brene Brown quote that's like, daring leaders are never silent about hard things. And if you're a business owner, you're a daring leader. And Mm -hmm. so you're already qualified to speak on hard things because you're already doing it, right? And you innovate every Mm -hmm. single day and you can innovate the way you work with people too. I love that. That's a, it's a very good quote and it makes a lot of sense. And I think we've all been there, done that. Absolutely. Allison, thank you so much for not only sharing uh, more about what you do, but reminding us all about the importance and actually the benefits from being more inclusive and diverse uh, in our businesses and in our views of the world. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees and sales mixology. Why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Make sure to check out our Shock Your Potential app on-demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.